I shouldn't have laughed at that, but still fun. <laughs> Dan, you should start. Dan, you should start recording. Oh. Okay. Click. <laughs> That's what oh, boy. <laughs> so, Dave, tell us about uh, your experience with, with the new Halo show. I enjoyed it greatly, other than the, uh, the fact of the matter is that... Uh, there are some people upset with certain aspects of the show, and I get their nerd rage. I'm not sure I agree with it because it's one freaking episode. And, you know, I, I thought I thought the first 20 minutes were tremendous, very intense, lots of action, lots of fighting. Um, and then, yeah, I guess you get into some of the more controversial aspects of it. But again, it's the first episode, guys. I mean, you got to you got to cut them some slack. I mean, so Master Chief takes off his helmet. So did Din Djarin in Mandalorian a few times. Oh, get over this. bullshit. What is this? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Wait, we're not there supposed it is. to There it is. not going to watch it it's now over. because he... What it's the over. fuck? What's Good. Like, now eight, you know eight games. Ruined AJ Styles winning the championship in London. I was so <laughs> pissed. <laughs> eight games and you never saw his face. First episode of a show One and he takes his helmet show? off. Well, Aesop was saying, because I was, like, talking with Aesop today, and I'm like, okay, does does he ever remove his helmet in the games? Because I didn't think so, but I couldn't remember. And Aesop said that if you beat Halo 4 on Legendary, he does take off his helmet, but you only see his eyes. And I'm like, dude, fucking beating Halo 1 on Legendary was such a pain in the ass. I don't think I've got the intestinal fortitude to do Halo 4 on Legendary just to see John's eyes. I... I, I'll just leave that to my my imagination and look for it on YouTube. I was about but, to say, there's probably a lot of clips on YouTube of the ending. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, if you ever played Halo and Legendary, it's it's I, it's not that enjoyable. I mean, no. yeah, if you're a completionist, great. But otherwise, you can get everything you want out of that game by beating it on normal. Listen, and, I barely enjoy UFC 4 on normal. I almost have to play that shit on easy, okay? Really? Um, I'm playing oh, WWE up, 2K on easy just because I want to get through the storylines and stuff. Yes. It's like it's not Always. worth If I want to play a regular match, I'll do it on like normal, but otherwise it's not worth it. It's not worth it for me. Dude, I can't beat NBA 2K on pro, 22 on pro. I just get AJ, my ass kicked. AJ, are you on PS4? Yeah, I am. Oh, fuck, okay. We're going to have Okay, we're So, we're getting this Twitch channel set up for the chair shop. <laughs> we're going to have a fucking match on fucking UFC 4 uh on Twitch, on the chair shot Twitch, it's gonna happen. I, yeah. I was about to, now, when, DP when Andrew... has, now DP has more than Fortnite inspiration to get this yeah. Twitch. I, I have USC four on PS four uh, as well, Tony. So. Let's go. We can have. Oh yeah, boy, it's free, like, right? Oh. Yeah, DP. It, no, no, no. It was free. It's Don't not free anymore this month. month. It was probably Friday, like, that was February. Probably three ninety nine. But no, because Andrew literally came in one day since the PS four is in my room where I'm recording right now. Fuck it. He comes in and he watches me do one match, and he's just like, all he does is just do fucking roundhouse kicks and guillotines. This really is you fucking fighting, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right, so that, that should be an easy win for me. All right, gentlemen, let's oh, start boy. the action. Oh boy. Wait, you weren't you weren't recording that all that great analysis of Halo, and you weren't even recording. Fuck. God damn it. Of course I was. I'm going to have to, you know, edit out the spoilers that, you know, 
Master Chief takes his helmet off, though. Jeez. Dave. It's just going to be a is giant, this, like, Is this a spoiler-free show? This is not spoiler-free. This is not a spoiler-free show. You don't have to edit. Hit the goddamn music. Spoiler-free nah, spoiler nah, nah, nah. since 2003. It's only been around for seven years. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? My name is PC Tunney, the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny, and I am your podcast Jedi. I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's him. It is him, a scientist, an architect, and an inebriator. He's awesome indeed. It's DPP. You know, some of the intro sounds we just heard, um, looking forward to talking about a few of those guys, Rollins and Triple H in there, but I'm more interested in what AJ was doing over there. He was reaching for something. I hope it was alcohol. All right, the master reacher uh, himself. Oh, he grabbed some screwball. That's a go-go gadget arm for some screwball. Well done there. The trivia trickster himself. He's funky and fresh. Phenomenal. H.J. Belez. Go, go, alcoholic. No, I'm kidding. I also have some... Uh, th- this this is going to be... will self-destruct in five seconds. But uh, I also found what Platt talked about two weeks ago the uh founder's beer dirty bastard mm. when we were talking what is about that? is that what kind of beer is it it's an ale it's a what ale well it's a scottish style ale it doesn't say an oh, ipa oh, or anything like that not a, not a fan of scottish style ales but we i am a fan of the best friend of this very podcast in and of itself he is one of the uh boy he he he's part of the uh He's part of the TriCast, folks, and if you don't know what the fuck that is, you got a goddamn problem. He is from Attitude of Aggression. He is from Bandwagon Nerds. He is the best friend of the DWI podcast. He's Mr. Dave Ungar. How you doing, Dave? Just absolutely honored to be here, as always. I mean, anytime I get... Tony, I see you all the time. I oh, love you. Crap. It's all I about love you. you. It, it is all about and, and AJ too. AJ too, but it's mostly about DP. That's true. <laughs> Can confirm. Ah, no lies detected. No lies detected oh, here. Absolutely none. I, I love you, AJ. I just haven't loved you as long as DP. No, but I I'll understand. love I, I will love you long time. There you go. Oh, Ooh, here we go. That make you holla? Give it 27 years and you won't be thrilled to see the guy, okay? That's all I can say. 
I'm not even that old. You're talking about me? That's a that's how long we've known each other. That's insane. Jeez. That's not right. That's what happens when you don't Tony do the right Dan kind of drugs. You, know? you didn't drop in a hug you right in the middle of the goddamn store. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this just in. Tony and Dan have known each other longer than AJ's been alive. Details at 11. Uh, details right now. It's a true story. All right, DP. Let's tell everybody what's happening on the 317th edition of the podcast known as DWI. Well, well, we're waiting. Let me make sure I take a big gulp before I take this sheet. Angels from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Once again, I I know you get sarcasm. So, yeah, thanks. Um, Anyway, uh, my Lord, my Lord and Savior and and God has a sense of humor. Well, that, they don't need to hear that shit, though. Um, this week on the podcast, you've already heard some Halo talk. Dave, did you have any more to add to that? We kind of went off on a tangent. I'll give you some time here if you want to add any more to that Halo. Um, I will just, all I'll say is... Go. Watch I'll, it. Yeah, I, I would... I, we'll hijack a segment? We should, because Patrick's right. already I'm, saying that no one other than me is going to watch it. So I think you should watch it just to fuck with him. And God. then come on and say, yeah, I watched Halo 2. Look, I... You know, I already missed Patrick last week on Bandwagon Nerds. Tune in this Monday morning on Chairshot Radio Network to see if PC Tunney does it again. I think you should. I mean, it I keeps it, it keeps him honest. You know, he needs to be kept on his toes. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, I I would say that you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good throwbacks to the game in this in this premiere episode. There's things that they need to flesh out. I understand. I really do. I understand the rage behind what happened with the helmet removal. And I understand DP's initial reaction is the same reaction. A lot of people had, but yeah, like there, there, I will say this. And I thought about this when I saw the trailers and it came through heavy in this episode, there are a lot of parallels that you can draw between this and the Mandalorian, especially master chief and Din. the helmet, the way that they talk, they sound the same. Um, the helmet removal is as big a deal, probably a bigger deal in Halo than it was in Mandalorian until you get into Mandalorian and you realize how big a deal his taking off his helmet really is. So there are a lot of parallels between those two shows. Um, it, it's a it's a different universe. But my wife sat there and watched it with me. And, and this this is the biggest the biggest plus I can give to Halo right now. My wife has not played one second of the games. The only thing she's ever done with Halo. And guys, step- and nerds, all the nerds listening, and Dave's wife is hot too. Okay, and, this isn't just any wife. Yeah. So the only thing she's done Halo-wise is stand in front of her sons while they're playing multiplayer, so they can't see the TV and get shot. That's all she's ever done with Halo. <laughs> um, and she sat there the whole episode and she liked it. And she's like, only thing she's done is complaining to me. He's like, why don't we have the premium version of Paramount Plus? These ads are are just lame. And I said, well, yeah, they are kind of lame. But, you know, whatever. So she enjoyed the episode. And if she enjoyed the episode and she knows nothing about it, that's probably a good sign. That And she's not going to get lost in the weeds like everybody else is. And, and oh, they violated canon. Holy shit. You know, it's it's like, it's all right. It's so, I, I'm okay with it. It's one episode. I want to see what they do. The MCU deviates from canon constantly. No one bitches about it. So... Give it a give it a chance, guys. It's the first fucking episode. They covered so much ground in one episode. I'm like, all right, let's see where this. I'm willing to give it 
a pass right now. I mean, it's it was entertaining. I was entertained. It's like WWE. Were you entertained? Yes, I was entertained. Was it perfect? Hell no. But I was entertained sometimes. <laughs> it was just one episode yes. got released. Just one so far? Just, just one a week? Just one, yeah. Just, just, just the one, one a week. Right. Yeah. I, I, I really would urge anybody. We'll see. DP will, be, DP will get back to you in eight, eight or nine weeks. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. gonna wait to watch all. Well, we'll talk in eight. We'll talk in two months then, DP. So there we go. All we'll right. So to be continued on. To be continued right here on the Big Show sheet. Uh, we're gonna get into Triple H, his comments and interview with Stephen A. and his in-ring retirement. We're gonna talk some Road to WrestleMania storylines. We have trivia, and of course, Seinfeld season two, episode three, the jacket. Take off your pants and jacket, folks. Uh, Blink-182 album. Thank you. There you go. There you go. I like a girl with a, a, a skirt. A short long. skirt. A short skirt and a long jacket. A short skirt and a long jacket. That's right. Another very good. Yeah. Ring the bell. I do you have anything Triple H to play? I I don't I don't I feel bad I don't feel bad actually it's just something you say until I got you one play. well it's the one I think that it gets yeah. played at the opening just but are yeah. you ready for retirement? Wow! Wow! That's what happened, right? Get right yeah. to the point. I have to announce to you. That I will never retire. I I think he's retired. Do you guys think he's retired? I don't think he's going to wrestle again. If you listen to what he said, uh, no, he's not coming back. This, this is not. He this is died. not. Yeah, this is not my neck's jacked up. This is not. I've got you know cervical stenosis. Uh, you've got a defibrillator. Now I don't know if that's the right word. Defibrillator doesn't sound right to me because that's what you <laughs> use to bring somebody back to life. Pacemaker. Pacemaker. Sounds more yeah. like what he's got, but he was definitely. You could tell from the interview he was shaken. He he was he was emotional, recounting everything that happened. I, I, I give him a pass on that. I I don't think you know, heart conditions are not something you mess with. Well, and here's unless you're Jerry the thing: if, if anybody is out there that thinks that hmm. this is like a work or something to to watch him come back, just no no no, but. WWE would never abuse their relationship with ESPN like that because it would look make look Stephen A look like an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him and Skip to do that on a daily basis. <laughs> well, that's why that they're not on yeah. ESPN. Um, yeah, yeah, but you're right. You're not going to go on a mainstream show like e a mainstream network like ESPN, yeah. whose relationship with WWE has been tenuous the last year, um, and <laughs> and you know and and. Do something that's a work or even a work shoot or anything like that. Hey, you're gonna do what I, Mark I think, Henry did if you're gonna do that. Yeah, like you're gonna go. Yeah, on, exactly. You're gonna go on your own sure. show exactly. and do that. Right. Well, I mean, it would be the ultimate. But anyway, he's retired, so now he's gone. He's done. He's done wrestling in the ring. Where is he? Is he in? Is he top? Okay, WrestleMania era. We always we always preface this, right? WrestleMania one happens. We move forward to today. Top ten. Top, yeah, with, without a doubt, top 10. Really? I don't know. I, I would say cracking 10, at least. Okay, maybe, maybe can, like, I think he's okay, top 20. Okay, okay, so you guys said yes. You guys said yes. Let DP and I name 10 people better then. And okay. we'll go back and forth. You want to start or you want me to start? Please start. 
Hulk Hogan. Stone Cold. You guys stop us if we get one wrong. <laughs> uh, the Rock. The Undertaker. That's three. That's four. Shawn Michaels. That's five. Triple H. Oh, wait. <laughs> Thank you. See, there we go. See, there we go. He's in the top ten. I'm not out. I had I'm to do it. Out. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh man, I gotta think. Ric Flair. That's six. Oh. Not, no. Uh, not for WrestleMania era. I mean, if not you're talking strictly WWE, if you're saying wrestling. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're just, yes. I'm just saying all wrestling since the WrestleMania start since WrestleMania the first WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. All wrestling since the first WrestleMania. So, so wrestling since 1985. Okay. Now that's different. That's yeah. what I'm. Then, so then I then I agree with you. Then Thank yeah, you. I would say 20 at least. Yes. That's what six, right? That that was six. Yes. Okay, Bret Hart. I mean, that's just my own bias. So I'm sorry. that's my yeah. own bias to say it John now Cena. because I was a. That's seven. John Cena, that's eight. Roman Reigns, that's nine. Oh, Kurt Angle, no, that's ten. No, I put Triple H ahead of Y two J. Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal. Okay, there you go. Now, now All you... right, there, there we go. There we go. You had to say Jinder <laughs> Mahal just for Greg, didn't you? I mean, I could go on forever. Come on, guys, give me a break here. Macho what about? Man? Maybe. CM Punk? How about uh, So does Rule? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler? Yes, there you go. Steve Lombardi for the win. Barry Horowitz? <laughs> Terry Taylor? Randy Orton? On a serious note, Boris Zukov? Okay. Now we're now this the is this is the bad the bad typical DWI typical DWI. Tom Zank, where's Tom Zank? He, he means a lot to the business though. Like what what he did with NXT for a brief period though it was brief was was amazing, right? He created a third brand. He created a third brand within WWE and and a brand that was. Deemed superior to the main roster by most of us, and probably all four of us sitting here right now deemed NXT superior to the main roster. As far as like every time they had a take a weekend where you had takeover in the pay per view, which was the superior show, and they had NXT win at Survivor Series. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, business wise, I would definitely he's definitely up there. I think he, you know, no doubt changed, you know. Said change the game, you know, pun intended. You know, with what it came to types of wrestling in WWE, it's just like it was, you know, it was a different something different than what the main roster provided. For me, he was the guy that made sure it all happened. You think about the times when they took over, right? They took over the ratings war, right? And they then they consistently continued to win. Well, Hunter was the guy who was that guy that everybody could play off of. Every single guy. Think of the Attitude Era. Think of all the great guys in the Attitude Era. They all had a great program or relationship on in on story with Triple H. Every single one of them. And a lot of the best ones, multiple ones in different facets. This guy was so versatile. And he subtly changed his in-ring. He subtly changed his persona. 
him and the undertaker are the only two in my opinion that just they were wwf e transition into what we see now period and story he's so fucking important he's so underrated and i don't even have him in my top 10 since I'll, in the wrestlemania era well I'm i'll take about, it one step further go ahead dp yeah just real quick just he took the dx ball when Shawn michaels had to go out with the back injury he took that and just this is where this is where i was gonna go yeah. that is exactly beauty. what i was gonna say beauty that yeah when when sean goes down and he goes out for four years it's triple h who comes in and, and makes dx even bigger than they were before where are the New Age outlaws without Triple H? Where's X-Pac? China doesn't even fucking matter without Triple That's H. That's huge. You know, that right there, you know, changes the landscape. The attack on WCW with the tank outside the door. I mean, what if wrestling, Badlands, you want to do a what if? What if WCW opened the fucking garage door? Do mm-hmm. that what if. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Well, I mean, That's Triple cool. H and Kevin yeah. Ash would have hugged each other, and it would have been pretty much all over. So there you go. Uh, but, yeah, no, without a doubt, like like you said, the 90s aspect with him playing off of The Rock, Stone Cold. And with The Rock, it wasn't even for the WWF title. It was the Intercontinental, and they made that thing important again. I'm not saying that it never was. Intercontinental. But then Stone Cold, and then he becomes WWF champion. Hell, even when Sean came back and you had the terror death hold that was Triple H and Big Gold, he still told a story. He made sure he was the ultimate bad guy. He looked like the final boss in any video game because that's how much you hated him. That's how much you wanted to beat him. That's how much you wanted someone to come up and say, thank God he no longer has that belt. And then he just wins it again because you decided to change the difficulty. I mean, like, like you're saying, AJ, where would you guys rank Triple H, Shawn Michaels, that feud that they had? That's probably top 10 rivalries of all time. (sighs) That's tough. Yeah. I just don't Uh, think of them apart. I think of them together. I understand that little bit of a rivalry, but that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying like, those matches that they had, the SummerSlam match in 2002, sure. the Elimination Chamber where Sean wins the title. How about the Royal Rumble match where they're both knocked the fuck out in 2004? Mm-hmm. Sean just hits sweet chin music and they both get 10. That's why, you know, we had the person come in in WrestleMania 20, he who shall not be named. But like, it was just, they had a story going on. They had someone come in, take the title... And they still continued the story perfectly against each other. You you brought it up. Did you see Chad Gable do the flying headbutt um, on Raw? I missed it. He did a what now? Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> now yeah. I got to fucking go back and play this. He did. It was a great match, actually. Um, man, I'll tell you what. We're going we're gonna to get to it. Anyway, let's stay with it here. Uh, last thoughts around the horn on Triple H. Um, 30 seconds each. Uh, who I'll, I'll start. Um, Cerebral Assassin, really good name for his in-ring persona. Like the guy matched up his character with his in-ring persona, and 
he still like in the last five years, he would come out once in a while when he was still in charge and cut promos for the first 15 minutes of the show. And I was like, man, I hope these motherfuckers in back are taking notes. You know, he's one of those guys. Um, business would not be the same without him. That's the biggest impact you can make. DP? Yeah, I'd say it, um, where, where I was going to go was just an um, amazing mind for the business. I mean, in-ring aside, you look at what he's done after that, you know, playing general manager, you know, guy as well, and then NXT, and where he took that to the to the heights he took that is, is just amazing for, you know, and I hope he could is able to continue doing that in some capacity because um, he's got a brilliant mind for the business. And then just, yeah, he's, I'd say he's one of those underrated, but I don't know if I'd put him all the way up there, but the way he controlled himself in the ring and helped, you know, what he went 12 titles, you know, like or hit 14, him 14, 14, sorry. 14. Between taking DX to the new level, to the next level evolution, helping Batista and Randy Orton with getting them over as well. I mean, he has been part of two of the best factions ever and just is phenomenal as a character. AJ? I mean, there's... I'm just going to say this. Like we said before, 14-time WWE champion, five-time Intercontinental, three-time tag, two European... A Grand Slam, obviously a Triple Crown, King of the Ring, two-time Royal Rumble winner, and technically a Hall of Famer because of DX. You... And I bet you it has more than two Europeans, but anyway. there, There's nothing more you can say about how great of a career he had, and like we all said, how much he's changed wrestling in general in the past 30 years. So... Sad to see him go, but uh, hey, time to play the game. Game's over. He's um MVP. I mean, in so many different ways. You look at, I, I mean, anchor of the Attitude Era. I mean, Austin Rock Taker Triple H. That's a great I, word to use. I think he's the anchor because, especially when you look at how, when Austin went down twice, you know, and he had to get the neck surgery. And Triple H took the ball and ran. You look at WrestleMania 16 or 2000 if you want to be a dick about it. But, you know, it's 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 Triple H. It's The Rock. It's Big Show. It's Mankind in that fatal four-way match with a McMahon in every corner. Then you fast forward to what he did with NXT, like you guys have mentioned, is one of the reasons there's such backlash against NXT 2.0 is because it's not black and gold. And, and people are not exactly thrilled with the product, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not on the same level as it was before. And yeah, I know a lot of people have left and that's one thing, but um, for him to do what he did with NXT, to bring it to the point where takeover was such a huge deal. Um, and, and now you wonder we have two night WrestleMania is why, well, they're not doing takeovers anymore. So you might as well slot something else in there. Um, I, I think, you know, my biggest concern with him right now is, 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 you know, what's he going to do with himself? You know, he's not running NXT. He's retired. I know he needs to recover still and that sort of thing. But I, I really hope that, you know, he finds his niche as whatever he can do from here and continues to be uh, productive, you know, and, and that sort of thing. I, I, you know, 
AJ mentioned Hall of Famer with DX. I would not be surprised to see him inducted next year in L.A. That would make a lot of sense. So, yeah, he's awesome. Couldn't disagree, or couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Sorry, couldn't disagree more. Well, couldn't disagree with Screw you, Paul Levesque, you son of a bitch. Such no. good shit. I I'm I'm glad he's doing better. From the story you hear him tell on with Stephen A, like his heart was like pumping at about twelve percent by the time they got him to surgery. So, yeah, I mean he's had a lot of stress over the years. So hopefully, like you said, he can just learn to live a different life and i'm sure it's going to be in wrestling though one way or the other you're listening to the 317th edition of the podcast known as dwi we'll be right back wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back to the DWI podcast right here, ChairShot Radio Network. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Make yourself the the bell of the ball, if you will, when you head to your next wrestling show. You'll get noticed. Nefarious means Jesus did the job. Hashtag journalism. They're all there. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get it in soft style. Don't be a cheapskate. Uh, your giblets will thank you as Patrick O'Dowd would say from bandwagon nerds. That's the pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot makes a great gift as well. I guarantee it. Gentlemen, we are on the road to WrestleMania and we are near the end of our destination. I am thrilled. I want to go around the horn and just, what are you looking forward to outside of title for title me personally i'm looking forward to the miz and logan paul teaming up against the mysterios i'm interested to see like i think logan paul is going to stick around for a while i think he has an interest in becoming a professional wrestler he has the size he has the following socially i mean from everything i hear because you know i like to get filthy in them sheets is that he's taking this seriously and some people are impressed. So I don't, I don't know. What do you think? He's paired with a great guy in the Miz who is episode two of evil right there on Peacock on the WWE network, which we will start covering on PC and Platt this Thursday morning coming up right there. Chair shot radio network episode one, Hollywood Hogan DP. What are you looking forward to as far as WrestleMania goes? Uh, just a, to- tap on that Logan Paul thing. I think it'd be brilliant if he stuck around. I think it'd be better than getting punched in the head boxing all the time. You know, a little, little better, I think. And, well, his, and, and his brother is the better boxer anyway. Right. And I, I, you know, and I think he would, you know, those, those guys seem to, you know, when they want to do something, they take it very seriously and they're really going to try and train. I don't think he's coming in half ass in this thing. So I think it's going to be an awesome match. And yeah. What better, <laughs> what better mentor, 
would you want than the Miz, who is one of the best on the mic ever. So fantastic. Um, obviously for me, if it was George Hamilton, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> anyway, it's been a while. Been a while, George Hamilton. <laughs> I uh, I'm honestly looking forward to uh, one of my favorite guys, Seth Rollins, and especially this Monday night when he takes Raw hostage, which is what we've talked about him doing for WrestleMania instead. It looks like he's doing it earlier. So if the dirty sheets and the rumors are true. You're, you're welcome, Vince. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. I, I, I am mean, looking on, forward. Really, I mean, have you listened to this show for the last seven years? Have you watched oh, yes. WWE television? <laughs> I mean, they go hand in fucking hand over here. I'm still, I'm still rooting for him to come out take over the show and say, I want my WrestleMania match and for this music to hit. American I think you got dream. it. So I agree with you. He's just a common man working hard with his hands. That's what I want. But that's so okay. You want Dusty Rhodes to rise from the dead. And take on seven. <laughs> that's gonna be great, man. In the I words like of Tommy Rich, they gave Dusty the damn pizza gimmick, and he got it over. <laughs> I want him to come out Thank in the polka dots. Thank you for the alphabet soup nickname. <laughs> but that's my that's what I'm looking forward to is probably Raw coming up here and see where they go with Rollins for WrestleMania. Dave, I to yeah, I think I'm going along with what DP saying here. The Seth Rollins situation is some of the best stuff that they've done in quite a while as far as booking and dragging this out. I, I mean, and, and it doesn't feel so forced like when Cena and Taker were doing it a couple years ago. This feels a lot more natural. And I like the story that's being told a lot better. I think the biggest, the most important that the most intriguing aspect of all this is Cody and where does he come in? And, and no one knows, is he going to answer the challenge at raw? Possibly. Does he show up at WrestleMania? Everybody's talking. There's going to be a Jeff Hardy or a Hardy boys like moment, but how do you pull off a moment like that when everybody's now expecting it? And if you remember 33, we only had inklings that the Hardys might be there, but no one thought it was happening. We all expected them. We all knew. Every single one of us knew. I we I can like I can go back and pull fucking WrestleMania preview from DW. We're all sitting here. We knew that was going to happen. None of us were fucking surprised. That's why it should happen on Raw. Yeah. Or, or they should they wait till the Raw after. Or right. they should do it the Raw after and have them disappointed and get them escorted out. Right. Um, but I th- I think that's the most intriguing thing is is how do you bring in Cody and when. At this point, you know he's coming, Monday but no one's no one's sure, no one's sure where. And if it's not Cody, then what does Seth do at WrestleMania? I'd like to see it. Yeah, bring in Veer Mahan and have Seth stomp his fucking head into the no, match. He's he already, pop for he's that. Already, Veer Mahan's already been uh, advertised to return Monday on Raw. Yeah, the but Raw after WrestleMania already. I'm so uninterested in that. Okay, listen, listen. The Monday, the, the Raw after WrestleMania is gonna get ratings on USA no matter what. So, you sell subscriptions with Cody showing up on Raw this Monday before WrestleMania. Period. End of story. Yeah, that makes Might sense, right. business-wise. I'll tell you, the other the other thing I wanted, I'm excited about before I turn it over to AJ, 
The match I think that has a chance to steal the entire fucking weekend, Edge versus AJ Styles. I'm really looking forward to seeing what those two guys can do. Um, I love the story there. Heel Edge is tremendous and just such a dick this weekend, this week on Raw. I I think that that's got a real shot of stealing the entire weekend. Around the horn real quick, over under 19 minutes, 59 seconds for that match, Dan. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take the under, honestly. I'll take the under. Dave? Over. AJ? Over. Over as well here. Dan's usually right in these situations. AJ, go ahead. I'm going to actually agree with Dave, the match that I'm looking forward to, the match that I really want to see, Edge versus AJ. Not just because I'm a conceited fuck because it's my names, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I really like the the heel Edge. You can kind of say the new Edge, since he has his new theme song, another Alter Bridge song, actually. And he's not, like, flashy or cocky. He's he's methodical. He, He is an old dickhead, basically. And I absolutely love it. He's just evolved to that. further with his character. Huh? I said you can relate to that. I can relate to that as well. <laughs> old but um, uh, the other match, since we're kind of given two here that I'm looking forward to. Come on. You know what I'm done with. You know exactly what I'm done with. It's got to be Theory versus McAfee. They've been telling a good story. And I'm saying this. People might want to pay attention to the Pat McAfee show this week because I have a weird feeling. I have an inkling that Theory might hijack that thing on a last hour for maybe a Friday Let or a Monday. finish this segment of the 317th edition of the DWI podcast by writing a little bit of WrestleMania for Vince because he's been waiting for me to help him out a little bit more. And this is an instance I can do it. He needs help. Guys, if Pat McAfee is in the ring wrestling Austin Theory, that means Corey Graves would be on the call, and Corey Graves doesn't want to see Pat McAfee win because Corey Graves is the best announcer in WWE. So why wouldn't you create a Corey Graves and Pat McAfee rivalry by having Corey Graves come out and stop Pat McAfee from winning and cause him to lose the Austin Theory, and then you can continue this throughout the summer, starting with a blow-off match that sucks balls and doesn't really go anywhere at Money in the Bank, culminating at SummerSlam, Pat McAfee versus Corey Graves. <sighs> They're already You're talking well- shit to each other on Raw this week, so yeah. <laughs> you already already laying the groundwork. I, I can see that happen. I can. Vince, Tunney's Venmo account number. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> His cash app is it's Bitcoin account. Just send me some. No, 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 it's, it's Vince fine. McMahon, not Tom Brady. No, big time lately. DP, go ahead. Finish us off here. When I understand Pat McAfee's show is moving facilities. Am I incorrect in that? Does anybody you are know? correct. They are going into the igloo. When are they moving? That I don't know. Because I don't know that either, and I want to just look it up here, but, you know, it's probably too late to do it for WrestleMania, but someone where he's not going to be in his office, someone trashing the shit out of his office, so he has to move. Sounds like well, a real heel maneuver. 
We've already foreshadowed that with Vince and Brock, you know, slapping microphones and throwing headsets. Wait, the password. What? The password is Forskin. Forskin. That's right. Forskin. Can I, before we leave this segment, can I ask you guys hey, one hey. thing? Yeah, I'm the guest of Forskin. Forskin. Um, little... I'll tell you what I got turned off on big time this week. Forskin. Forskin. That Forskin <laughs> <laughs> Um, it set something Becky, up like that guy. Becky Lynch's promo this week. Oh, our glasses was are awful. Her oh, glasses are great. Awful. The promo was trash, man. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on? For a man to lose his soul to be a redheaded champion and married to Seth Rollins. What does it take? Yeah, I I went and had this. I had my daughter who I love so much, but it was the worst pain of my life to go through those 15 months. I was like. Bitch, you were raising your fucking daughter. The hell are you talking about? I can't wait till she sees that 12 years from now and says, Mom, something you want what to tell me? Yeah. See, Listen. It, I, no, no, no. You see, that's what we call acting. I'd love to she listen to what all some lessons then. By the weight of this can of beer, it sounds like we're ready for a commercial at our next segment. This is the 317th edition of the DWI podcast with the best friend of the DWI podcast, the one and only Dave Ungar from Attitude of Aggression and Bandwagon Nerds. Follow him at Attitude A-G-G. We shall return right here to Chairshot Radio Network. All up in your earballs, bitches. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Tony, come on, come on, come on. There we go. It's never trivia without that little beer crack. That's right. Phenomenal Funky Facts is back because I wasn't here last week. Dang, you were back. Hope you made that money, though. I did. I actually did. I I looked at my bank account today since I got paid and... AJ, making that fuck money, man. You go, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about that. But if you do, uh, you can follow me on... <laughs> I'm not going there. Uh, hashtag, hashtag fuck money. There you hashtag go. Hashtag fuck money. God, I, I, where the fuck? Are, oh, yeah, facts. Uh, fuck it. Tony, door number one, two, or three. Wow. Give the guy one week off. <laughs> one week off, and now now Tony gets to pick for once. Uh, numero uno, por favor, mi amigo. Um, we don't have Platt here to do the doodly do. That's PC sound. I I know I know Tony's got the the double. I'm waiting for it. Nah. <laughs> I I see your hand going to the board. Yeah. All right. Check swing down you. What a dick. <laughs> 
So throughout the history of the United States yeah, Championship. Really check swing that thing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> throughout the history of the United States Championship, and I'm including NWA and all that, who has had the most title reigns and how many? So you can get two points out of this. Who and how many United States Championship reigns? The answer might actually shock you. Hey now. That doesn't help things. You're an all-star, get your game on, go play. Hey now. I'm not continuing that before we get a copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, we've really been worried about that. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk Twitch... All right. Who has had the most United States title reigns and how many? Let's see. Ooh. I know Tony's mm. chomping at the bit here. Dave says Flair with five. Dan says Cena with six. And Tony says Booker Ooh, with, with an ellipsis, six. So Dan and Tony get a point for saying six. But Dave gets the point for saying Flair. Oh, man. Yep, Flair held the belt six times. Mm. You know what? I was gonna say. Fla- I was actually gonna change it to Flair or Harley Race. Maybe it doesn't matter what you were Dude, gonna God say. Man. Oh, a bitch! Up, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yep. What? Want you drink a drink a big glass and shut the hell up? I'd rather take a big swig of alcohol right now. Uh, so, uh, Big Dave, two or three? Oh, don't pick two. Let's go with two. Don't pick two. No, don't pick. Don't pick two. Too late. No, don't pick two. It's too late. All right, three then. Three then. Oh, you three. Pick... Three. Okay. All right. I don't know. Two might have been the easier question. Not like we're going to get into it. All right. Is it one to one to one? Yeah, it's it, it's ones, ones all across easy. the board. This might change something, though. Yes. True or false? Money True. in the bank false. has never been false. cashed in on True. for the, the Universal Championship. Money in the Bank has don't, never been cashed in on. Oh, that's crap. That was extra thinking time for Dan there. What? It's a total mess. Play the music! Oh, my God. oh Jesus, I was playing the music. What the problem? What's the problem? I got less time to think because I got to press buttons over here. I've been thinking the whole time. I can smell the smoke all the way from New Jersey. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> How many times? Yeah, I just said true or false. It has never been cashed in on. Oh. Universal Championship. The oh. Universal Championship. Hmm. That's well, 50-50, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... The true 60, or false. Don't give me Steiner, man. 60, 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. Uh-oh. So, Dave and Tunney say true. It has never been cashed in on. So, that means Dan gets the point because it yeah. has... Twice. It's true. It got cashed. I thought you asked if it got cashed on. No, I said Money in the Bank has never been cashed in on the I Universal title. It's been happened twice. <laughs> I can see the shit eating grin when, starting to when, when, when were they cashed in, AJ? Just for the I actually, What if I can name them both? If you can name them both, I'll give you the point. 
Okay, uh, Boombox Brock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jeff got a hairdos. <laughs> oh, that one's right. <laughs> Do you even know the second one? Uh, uh, Randy Orton. Uh, cashed uh, in on Daniel Bryan. Uh, Damn it. Miz cashed on uh, Randy Orton. That was the WWE title. Shut the fuck up. Let's go to question. <laughs> it, it was Braun Strowman challenging Roman that's, early. That's some stupid fucking fight club crap that sucks balls. You're just mad because Dan got the point because you couldn't listen, old man. <laughs> that is crap. I meant, oh, I meant that now. That it happened. That double negative. All right, so that means Dan, you get the deuce. You get this your old deuce back. This isn't right. Not happy. Really not happy today. What Japanese wrestler did Scott Hall put over with the one, two, three kid finish in 2004? I thought we just had this one. No, we didn't. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay, I got it. Do you? One. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get the point, that just means Wisconsin wins. It doesn't mean you win. Because remember, Dan doesn't get what it right. I, I just didn't listen to the question correctly. I misremembered the question. I, I knew it had happened twice. Uh, but okay. I know who this is. I know who this is, by the way. I'm, I'm proud of you for knowing a Japanese trivia question. I think somebody asked me this already. I swear to God, if it's Andrew, I'm beating him with a stick. No, maybe I just heard this when he, when he passed. Or maybe. Oh, he passed. Oh shit. Well, I don't know. I only I wrote down the three <laughs> names I know. Dan, you crossed off the right answer. Damn it. You did cross off the right answer. It was Tanahashi. Damn it. <laughs> Do I win? Uh, I win. Yeah, I... You win. Yeah, Why does he win? Fuck We're tied. And... Fine, Wisconsin wins. Fine, I won. Everybody, shut up. The music's playing. I won. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my balls, TV. Yeah, can you deal with that? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Master of the house. Ready with a handshake and an open palm. I had a leather jacket that got ruined. Now, why does moisture ruin leather? I don't get this. Aren't cows outside most of the time? I don't understand this. When it's raining, do cows go up to the farmhouse? Let us in! We're all wearing leather! Open the door! We're gonna ruin the whole outfit here! Is it suede? I am suede! The whole thing is suede! I can't have this clean! It's all I got! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seinfeld portion of the show. This week's episode, season two, episode three, The Jacket. Jerry is invited out to dinner with Elaine and her father, who is an author, uh, a well-established author therein of that. George is also accompanying them. It's interesting. There's this whole jacket fiasco. Kramer asked Jerry to go and uh, pick up some birds for a magician friend of his. And uh, Jerry says no, because he knows it's going to take too long. And lo and behold, Elaine is late to the dinner because she's the one that ends up helping out Kramer. DP, 
this is one of the more simpler episodes, to be honest with you. There's only two things happening in this entire episode. Them going out to dinner with Elaine's father and Kramer picking up the birds. There's a lot more storylines in almost every other Seinfeld episode in the however many there are going to be here. But uh, how did you enjoy this episode? This is our eighth week now. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, and it's just... (laughs) It, it it brought in the, you know, the story of Kramer always taking the hand-me-downs as well, like trying to get stuff for free <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from Jerry. Are you going to wear it? What are you going to do with this? Other, what are you going to do with the other jacket? You know, you're just going to get rid of it or what? And he's sitting there holding the, and he's holding the jacket and Jerry's kind of grabs the sleeve and you could see Kramer pulling it back like, okay, it's mine now, right? And he pulls it back away from him. Like, it's just fantastic. And this is, this is like the epitome of what Seinfeld can do as far as taking, like you said, it's simple. It's like what there's really one story and they stretch it out for 23 minutes or whatever it is. You know, it's that's, that's it. And they can make it good for that long. And it's just the awkwardness of, of trying to meet somebody and you don't want to go there and talk to them and you feel like just, okay, I don't know what the hell to talk to him about. What am I doing here? And you're just like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, how do you, you know, I'm going to go run to the bathroom. How could you leave me alone like that? You know, like, just well, like. Well, we've all been in that situation, right? Yeah, Where you're in an uncomfortable place. And whether well, you're the, when we're the friend or you're with a significant other, you're like, yo, this is fucking weird. Why am I here? Don't fucking leave my side. And then they're gone. Or, or you know, I think, honestly, between you and me, DP, I think I've had you in those situations more often than not over the last 20 years. Where we would go somewhere, and it was like a whatever, maybe a softball thing. And then inherently, I see someone I haven't seen in five years, and I'm talking to this person for 45 minutes, and Dan's just sitting at the bar, like, uh, I don't know anybody else here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta start, gotta start making friends with somebody. It's a good thing I knew a lot of those softball <laughs> buddies, because that's like, oh, that's why I got to come hang out all the damn time was because I made to make friends with him because you, you knew all those guys and that's fine. I, you know, you totally get it, but yeah, it's just, it's that awkward situation where you're just sitting there like, okay, I don't know this other person. What the hell am I going to say? Like, Oh, the weather. Yeah. They said it was going to be bad. <laughs> who, who are they? I, I don't, the weather guy. I don't know. You know, it's like, what do you talk about? You know, it's just that strange conversations with, with random people that you don't know what to say. And it's, yeah, we've all been there, and it's just that's what's so great about it. it. This this was so relatable, you know. You get the you find this jacket, and it's like, oh, I found this piece of clothing that fits so goddamn well. Like I really like it, and then you look at the price tag and go, oh fuck, do I spend them? What do I do? Just say relatable. nothing, say nothing, and I'll walk out the store <laughs> right now. You spend a thousand dollars on this jacket. Just say nothing, and I'll walk out right now. I won't say a thing. I won't tell nobody. You don't say. You see, if you don't say anything right now, I walk out the store. I think you pay more than a thousand dollars for that jacket. Uh, no, this, this, like, like you said, that this was one of the more simpler episodes. That relatable. Everyone's been there. I know I've been there, and every aspect of it awkwardly trying to like talk to like a friend's dad kind of like jerry and and uh freaking fuck why is the name fucking escaping me george jerry and george thank you why the fuck yeah (laughs) but jerry and george just being like yeah so uh oh fuck what to talk about what to talk about we've all been there you like ice yeah you like that yeah you like ice i i also hate the fact that 
there's something that got stuck in my head while watching this, and it's the only thing going through my mind, and it's George singing the Les Mis song the entire time. That's true. That's and gross. it got stuck yeah. in my head. I'm like, no, gross. no, I'm not singing Master in the House. No, I'm not saying Master of the House. Oh, Chopin went crazy with that. Yeah. But no, it was such a good episode, simple episode. There's nothing more you could say about it. it. It's one of the better episodes, in my opinion, that I've watched so far. Dave, you've had a suede jacket back in the day, right? I mean, like, this has happened to you? Um, <clears throat> I can't say it has, but... Because <laughs> it doesn't rain in California. Yeah, it, it certainly doesn't snow in California. But I did, uh, I did enjoy... I did enjoy the episode. I, what I love about Seinfeld is that they can take something so innocuous like buying a jacket and overpaying for it, no less. Sure. And then wrap that into a 23-minute, concise, fun story and, and and make it funny and make it enjoyable and make it relatable in certain ways. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, this episode, to go through. I don't remember the last time I ever saw it, but so much drama over a jacket. And Elaine's dad is just like, you know, wow, what a crotchety prick, you know? Exactly. Yeah, very mm-hmm. much. Yes. It lends itself to the comedy, right? So here, more importantly, you're the first guest we've had on since we've started doing this segment on the show. We always close the show with this now every week, different Seinfeld episode. Did you watch this when it came out? Did you catch up with it later? Are you How big of a fan are you? Have you seen every episode? Where, where are you at as far as the Seinfeld fandom goes? I, you know, probably middle of the road, that sort of thing. I have not seen every single episode. Um, I enjoy the show. It's not something I went out of my way to watch. I've caught yeah, a lot of episodes. I've missed a lot, probably near the tail end of the series. Um, I don't specifically remember watching this. in what was this, 90, 1990 or something like 91. that? Um, 91. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember actually watching this. But then again, I don't remember a lot of Neither stuff from I. 91. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go figure. I don't remember a lot of stuff from 91, but I I've always, I've always appreciated the humor of Seinfeld and and just the cleverness for lack of a better term of what they did with the show. The last episode, notwithstanding, which a lot of us are like, what the hell? But that issue, notwithstanding, I, it, it it was always a very fun show, a very clever show. You know, it's one of those shows that it's not like, you know, like, even something like Big Bang, Big Bang Theory, where you've got this continuity going on. A lot of these episodes are just really pure standalone sort of things, and there's no continuing storyline. And it's hard to keep that sort of a a concept going for as long as they did. And this episode's a good example of just you know taking one isolated thing, wrapping it around a story, getting everybody involved, and everybody kind of has their own role to play, and it just comes across flawlessly all right i love what you just said and that's going to wrap up that right now dp we're going to close the show with last call last call alcohol what do you mean it's last call what do you mean what do i mean it's the last thing we're going to talk about nobody brought it up during our wrestlemania conversation stone cold kevin owens did you guys catch the promo that Kevin Owens did to open Raw? I thought it was Brilliant. fucking unbelievable. What? I mean, 
he had them, he set them up for everything they feed into, like Christopher Platt, a Pavlog and Pavlog's dog. You know, Chris plays the part well. He does a good job of playing along with our gimmicks, okay? But, like, the crowd, they're almost nonstop biting on the things that he set them up for, and they booed the shit out of him. He did a great job. Guys, I'm loving this. Kevin Owens will be world champion again before the year 2023. DP? I won't disagree with that. I mean, that was just a work of art, you know? It was awesome. I mean, you could It was awesome. Yeah, awesome. I mean, you Bring couldn't have done it. Like five times in a row, and then I'll shut up. <laughs> I, think, I think that was five. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Oh, I got to show. I mean, just hitting the glass shatter, coming out, doing his bit. I mean, it's been a, you know, in WWE, it's been a while since we've seen someone, you know, play someone else's gimmick, do the little bit, right? It's always fun when they do that stuff. And then hitting it later, you know, after he's talking trash, and then they, bam, they hit it again. Everybody's like, okay, this time, this time, right? Nope. Eh. Sorry. Gotcha again. It was brilliant. It was just, it was wonderfully done. Kevin Owens is phenomenal. I hope, you know, I agree. I hope he gets another title run. If not, you know, he, we've said it before, you know, people were upset like he's not having like a big match or anything at WrestleMania. This, this non-match is going to be bigger than anything he could have ever done. So it's, it's going to be great for him. I hope it's him. A, no, no insult to anybody on the card, but this is the second biggest thing happening at WrestleMania, uh, you know, Stone and Cold. when it, when, and when, and when other things are up there, I'd say they're up there, but you know, it's ahead of Rousey and Charlotte by a little ways. And that's third. Yeah. I mean, when yeah, you get Stone Cold, go ahead, AJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only that, since we talked about the dirtiest of sheets with the Cody thing, the dirtiest of sheets have also said that this is supposed to close day one. This is supposed to close day one of Mania with the KO show. Well, you know what? I honestly, if it if it does, it's fine because it won't be a match, and it won't be the last match. It'll just be the last thing. But it also sets a precedent where they don't actually have to have the women main event, right? Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not here to say it's right or wrong. I'm just I'm just saying that out loud. Okay? So you people can wrap your heads around it because likely that's what this would establish if they did that. Yeah. I mean Yeah, people are going to want the women to main event night 1 just because we need women to main event night 1. And that's right, but fine. It, but, but but if but it's Dave, not the just, biggest yeah, exactly, but, but if it's Dave, not that, the that counts if it's the last match and then this is afterwards and it's not a match, right? Right. Well, you're, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Stone Cold, Kevin Owens, whatever they're doing is the second biggest thing going on. Um, you know, I still, I still hold out hope that somehow, some way they're going to wedge this in so that you end up with KO and Seth taking on Cody and, and Austin in some capacity. That would be kind of fun. I still but, hold on to that hope, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, and everything we're hearing is that Austin has taken this extraordinarily seriously. He's gotten himself in tremendous shape. He's, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, there's no way that Kevin Owens is going over in this capacity, whatever they're I, doing in this. I, I have a question because everyone else has given their answers on it. Do you think this is going to end up as a match? KO and Austin. I'm yeah, sorry, that broke up. Austin does is say, like the ropes, give a clothesline, punch and stomp and give a stunner. That's not a fucking match. My question was, do you think a match will come out of this? Referee and everything. Not here. No. No. Maybe somewhere down the... If, if Austin feels like he's in good shape after whatever they do here, you could see them doing this at SummerSlam, maybe, if they really wanted to go down that path. But it really depends on how Austin feels, how he looks, how he moves, whether he comes out of this thing saying, you know, man, my neck felt really good. My knees feel fine. Let's do this. Um, I don't think stomp. you get to... Yeah, I don't think you get to the point where it's a match here, but do they go 10, 15 minutes in this brawl all over the place or whatever's going to happen? Yeah, I think I think you see something much more involved than just the KO, one stunner, and I'm walking out of here segment. Well, it's going to take four minutes for the for the glass to shatter and him to get into the ring and even grab a microphone, let alone another two minutes before he, he starts talking. To he's, bury he's got him, the ATV. Tony. I'm not burying him at all. I'm just saying, you people who are looking for a fucking match, you're not getting any kind of fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin having a match. If it's a match, you're just not going to do anything in it. It's, ne it's never going to see a Stone Cold Steve Austin match ever the fuck again. Ever. Ever fucking ever. Fuck fuck ever. Also, you think he's going to walk down to the ring? He's got the ATV. He's, he's got the pickup truck. He's got he the truck. He needs the ATV to get to the fucking ring. What can he do in the ring? He didn't walk, waste all that energy to the ring with the ATV. The, he walked to the ring four years ago with Sean and with once Nick. And I'll say it again. Ever. Fuck, fuck, ever. Fuck, fuck, ever. Never say never, Tony. You know this. I didn't say I never. I said ever. Cody. Fuck. Fuck. Ever. Oh, ever say ever. Ever say never. Never say ever. I forgot to mention that I do want to give a shout out to Ko as well for the ridiculous attention to detail that he gave in that, for the fact that he had the loose strap on the left yes. knee brace, oh, yes. Yes. which is <laughs> every fucking right Stone Cold yes. match. I yes. loved it. Yes. 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 That was. Oh, I'm loved so glad it. you brought. I, I noticed that right away. I'm like, okay, that was on purpose. That's of course so it on was. purpose. <laughs> so on it had purpose. To be. Every Stone Cold Bell match. Kevin Owens again because we're going to close the show. There you go, Dave. I'm so glad you came on. Um, I'd love to have you next week as we preview WrestleMania. If if you can make it, we'll figure it out. We'll talk. We'll talk outside the show. Uh, but let everybody know what's going on with you, Attitude Egg, Bandwagon Nerds, etc. Well, allegedly, my best friend is going to show up with me and we're going to record a little uh, Big Four recapping WrestleMania 3 and Survivor Series 87 um, just in time for WrestleMania. That'll be fun as we get to talk about, what, one of the top three greatest matches in WrestleMania history, Tony, and I'm not talking Hogan-Andre. Oh, easily top five. There you Killer go. Bees. So we'll be talking about, yeah, Killer Bees. All right, can't can connection. Can argue that point, DP, and get buzzed showing up. We're going to talk all about Can-Am Connection versus uh, whoever they fought in that first match. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And uh, make sure you, of course, are checking out Bandwagon Nerds at Bandwagon Nerds. I have no idea what we're talking about this weekend. No projects, no shows to watch. Oh, Dad has already said we're not talking Halo. 
I think we should revolt, but that's just me. The mutiny. It's just it's it's a mutiny. Yeah, AJ, we, we, we hijacked the show last week, Tony. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I regret it. AJ. Oh, well, you can find me all over the worldwide social media internet at phenomenal AJB, AJB in all caps. As always, you can find us here on Podcast DWI. And you can also find me, Tony, and the IWC War Chief, good old Andrew Belaz, on Pod is War on Thursdays. Or Fridays, sorry. Damn it, I did a plat. I did a plat. Gah! Fridays on Chair Shot when, Get your you know, there's actual wrestling to talk about. Because I know we took the day off this week because there was fuck all. <laughs> yeah, wasn't a very important week leading up to anything. But anyway, DP, where can they find you? And find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs. You stole my bit. Mm. And it's me, DPP. <laughs> you can find this show at Podcast DWI and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. I was kidding. It was a big week, and we should have had a couple of shows. But, you know, life happens. Uh, you can follow me at PC Tunny on Twitter and Facebook. This is the 317th edition of the DWI Podcast. Chair Shot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Shout out to Big Dave. We love you, brother. And you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DWI. Bye. Bye. I said bye instead of I. Did you catch it? It was yeah. funny. You didn't even mention Lesnar in the top 10 either. <sighs> what? 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 <laughs> Too many. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Let's make it. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna try and find the right one, but uh, we talked. You know, Triple H still one of the best theme musics. I'm gonna try this one. Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley.